Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in April and May, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Monte Cristo, Especialis No. 2, San Cristobal de la Habana, El Principe, Cohiba, Siglo 5, H. Upman, Half Corona, and Hoyo de Monterey, Double Corona. And for New Worlds, we've got E.P. Carillo, Allegiance, in Sidekick, Davidoff, Late Hour, in Robusto, Aging Room Quattro, Nicaragua Sonata, in Maestro, Dunbarton, Tobacco and Trust, Sin Compromiso, Selección No. 4, and the Davidoff, Winston Churchill, in Bellicoso, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company. It's a handcrafted and artisan story built with a strong foundation by two legends, Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame, and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. The entire line is crafted by Rob and Hamlet and refined with feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can jump on the FOH forum right now and post reviews and comments that go straight to the powers that be. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners. Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off Puro Desnudo Ninfas N7 5-packs and 50-count bundles using promo code FAB5. That's F-A-B-5. Right now at Fabrica005.com. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over 125 bucks US. This offer only lasts one more week. Again, use code FAB5 for 10% off Ninfa's five packs and 50 count bundles for the next week at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order Fabrica5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, and Grinder. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 49th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We assess whether this cigar lives up to its hype as the quote-unquote Cuban killer, Puba campaigns for a lizard gin tasting, and we discuss the Derek Jeter documentary, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Yamato Japanese whiskey with the Atabay Brujos. A frequent request from listeners tonight on the pod, the Atabay Brujos Robusto, which is a 52 ring gauge cigar by a little under five inches, four and seven eighths. I have heard more about Atabay from listeners requesting us do this cigar than any other new world that we've ever had requested. Is this right through the email? Email, Discord on different servers, Instagram. Atabay is number one by far. Remember, Gizmo's deeper in the interwebs than we are. Yeah, I'm yeah. on the dark he web. I, re- I respond from time to time. You do. On, you do a nice Instagram, job. Yeah, because uh, I also have access to the Instagram. But yeah, so message us sometimes. But message us. Message us. You may get Puba. You may get me. You mostly get Giz. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is an interesting cigar with an interesting story. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, boys, let's cut this thing. See what we're getting on the cold draw. I've heard so much about these cigars. I've never had one. I don't think anybody in the room has had one. 
supposedly there were rumors Grind, at one point. Grind, grinder has. Grinders had one? So has Senator. Oh, excuse me. I didn't know that. I have. I'm hoping this is going to be different than my first experience. I keep hearing that this is the Cuban killer, and, and it was a one point rumored that it was actually made with Cuban tobacco, and it had this whole underworld uh, uh, myth about it. I don't oh, think that's the case, but marketing is marketing. Excuse so. can we, look how pretty it is. It's really nice. So it's a, it's a very light wrapper. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Rass, I guess, a little bit, that kind of look to it, but not I as rusty. lighter than Rass. Even lighter, yeah. I mean, honestly, like a, this is closer yeah. to a Connecticut for it's me. Connecticut. It is, yeah. Well, the, the seams are totally invisible. The construct, I mean, outward... Just cosmetically, I mean, it's a, it's gorgeous. Outside of the fact that when you look at the label, it's clearly, um, or the band, it's it's clearly, you know, trying to present itself as something that's close to a Cohiba, and um, band is like a Bahika esque. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. it was designed by this dude, yeah, who designed the Bahike, um, did the graphics for Habano Sase, and then he went and did this and. I think it was somewhat controversial. I don't know all the details, but it was somewhat controversial in how this this what's his name? Nelson Alfonso. Nelson Alfonso. How yeah. he went about kind of you know designing this band with the dots and the it's and and you know it looks clo- as close to a Cohiba band without actually you know infringing I guess on the artwork to a point where they're gonna. If I'm Habanos and I paid this guy to design Cohiba Bihike, I would not be happy about. This cigar, they can't out. be. I mean, obviously, but what's the you know, but also at the at, you know, my point of view is, but like what we call an advertising borrowed interest, it's like it's like taking uh, almost like if you were to do, let's say, uh, like a, a, a movie reel for a company party, right. And you made it funny, but it was like the theme from Law and Order, duh, 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 duh. like right. But that's like not really creative, that creative because it's not an original idea. It's what you call borrowed interest, where you're taking like a like something that already exi- exists and doing a parody of that. Yeah, that's the whole framework underpinnings of the creative idea is is borrowed. Do you know what I mean? So but you're doing a parody from, of it, but it's borrowed from his own brain. Because he designed it. No, but he didn't design the dots in the Cohiba band. Sure. And which sure. is the really the I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're right on like that. like yeah. Cohiba as a brand is he had nothing to do with creating. Yeah. This is but you know what I mean? And yeah. even if he did create the you already did created the, the, the design of the of the Bahike band for Cohiba with the brand guidelines and the guidance and in the spirit of Cohiba, and then just to like do something that's like so close to it yeah. and then pass it off, try to pass it off as something to me, isn't that original? Yeah. Do something sure. original, but again, it's marketing and maybe he knows something that people don't and maybe whatever, but I, it, that's, what's been polarizing. I think about the smoke and then not revealing, obviously, I think what the blend is all about. And the only thing I know, I, I don't know. The only you thing know, I know it's about just it, like, and we'll get into it in a second. But the only thing I know about it is where it's made and and the wrapper. That's really about it. So, okay. What are you guys getting on the cold draw? This thing. My draw is wide open. Let's start there. I'm getting a little fig. 
Yeah. That's right. Yeah. A little Maybe fig. a little raisiny fig thing. Yeah. That's about it, though. But the draw's nice. Mm-hmm. Construction's yeah, the nice. The construction's beautiful. I, I mean, think you nailed it on the fig. Yeah. Which is funny because... What's funny, I was actually on Friends of Abanos, uh, the forum, and somebody specifically emailed Rob Iowa, the proprietor of that site, looking for other cigars like the Vegas Rubenia Unico and that line that kind of has that fig note that we even discussed on the Unico episode. Uh, and not a lot of folks came up with what I thought were accurate um, fig notes for cigars. And I'm curious if the cold draw is going to follow through on the actual smoke of this thing and, and provide us some fig. But we'll see, boys. Let's light this thing. Is it just me or is the band like lower on the stick? A little yeah, bit. A little yeah, bit. A little, yeah. bit. Yeah. a little bit. I don't mind that though. The Atabay Brujos Robusto. Again, 52 ring gauge by a little under five inches, four and seven eighths. So uh, to Puba's point, this cigar is it's made in Costa Rica, which is pretty rare. This is our first cigar on the pod that's been constructed in Costa Rica. And the wrapper is in Ecuadorian Connecticut. So uh, calling out the Connecticut, I think, Senator, I think you said that, uh, is accurate. It's an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper on this thing. And we'll see if this is the Cuban killer, as some folks have told us, or if it's a big sham. I will say the other thing that we need to talk about, too, with this cigar, as we get it lit here, I'm still working on it, is the price point is... Arguably absurd. What is it? What'd you pay for these? This was like thirty-two bucks a stick, with after tax. To me, that's pretty high for an Ecuadorian Connecticut robusto. But not compared to a Bejique. Well, yeah. Wow, that's expensive. Yeah, it's a pretty expensive cigar. You can find them online somewhere between twenty-six and twenty-eight. Tasty, but, tasty on the light. Yeah, the light is actually very nice. I'm seeing boxes of these, by the way, online. Six seventy-five a box for twenty-five. So grinder at one point had a box. Yeah, I, had, I got a box of fifty. Wow, he didn't have them for long. Do you remember this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he sent them back. Oh yeah, that's right. He did send them back. I remember that. Was it this cigar? Do you know what? Do you know what it was? Uh, different size. It's it bigger. Was like no? a fifty-four. You know, like a Toro. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wish Bam was here for this because I think Bam is part of the reason that Grinder said. Well, back. can I can I tell the story? <laughs> Please do. This is actually a so, good story. So we so I was looking at these cigars. I'm like, God, I really want to try these cigars. I was talking about them at one of the lounges we were at, and I think I was like, I, I want to get a box, but it's just it's kind of, I've never had the cigar. It's kind of ridiculous for me to kind of spend this money on the cigar, without knowing it, and Bam, and another uh, uh, person. We're like, okay, well, you know, do you want to split the box? I'm like, yeah, sure. That's that's a great idea. Immediately ordered the, the box of cigars. It was almost $1,000. I'm like, okay, this is great. You know, we could get to have these cigars. And um, I, I bring the cigars to the lounge. We have the cigars. I like I liked the cigar. Uh, I didn't love the cigar at the time, but it was, it was a very good cigar. And uh, a couple of the other people, they didn't like it. And they were like... You know, we're, we one of the one of the guys was like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want these. And I was like, okay, well, I just spent a thousand dollars on this. You know, he's like, well, I'm sorry, like, I don't want them. 
And I was like, okay. And bam, immediately jumped. He's like, yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't want it either. <laughs> he stuck him with the whole box. So I have a box of, of thousands. It was a low ball move. It was like as, not as a shining Ronnie moment. Ronnie the limo driver would say, hold the phone. <laughs> uh, what do you, so someone, that's, but you can't do that. Yeah, I know. Somebody went, you, so somebody goes in on a box of cigars with you. And you go, okay, let's go in on this box. And then you order it. And then he, you guys are like, all right, awesome. So excited to try. And they try him. And he doesn't like you, like them. And he says, fuck you, I'm not paying you? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Both that guy and Bam. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Who? Excuse me. I know. Excuse I, me. I, this is why. I, if he was sitting here, I'd say, guy, what's up? You were I never I'm sorry. But I never that's... said that. I never. I, it's why just been... is this coming up now? Live? <laughs> I wish Bam was here to defend himself. Yeah, no, no, I think it's funnier than he's, he's oh, By the way, he's indefensible. So I, like, <laughs> it's true. There's no defense to this. And I, I mean, just, was there a clear commitment to the? Yes, there, there was so much so I want to be. Clear. Oh my god! I, I want to be is, clear. This is this sounds like a fucking disavow. insane. This is a disavow. In in, in, in Grinder's defense, it was so clear that I thought about it. And I knew there was too much of a chance that I wasn't going to like this cigar. I said I was out from the get-go. And if it was wonderful, I would have missed out, right? That's on me. You don't say you're going to go in on a box split, and then have bail. someone purchase them, and you are owing them this money. And then you try one, and you say, oh, no, I don't like it. I'm not going to pay you for the rest of the box. I mean, you just don't do that. Yeah. Well, you're in it together. If I ordered a box of Hoyo Double Coronas with Gizmo, whether he paid for them or I paid for them, and they all and half of them fucking smoked dead and they were fucked up or something weird. It's on both of We'd us. go, well, we're yeah. fucked. What do we what are we gonna do? And it's like, by the way, it's we, happened. Right. Like it's we're happened. we're fucked. Yeah. Okay. This isn't a like we got a bad box of cigars. Like, what do we want to do? Do we wanna lay them down? Do we wanna just throw them away? Do we wanna wait with them? Do we wanna sell them? Yeah. If you know there's some in there that seemed like they were worth selling. I, I whatever, you're fucked. Yep. You don't like the cigar. You don't like the cigar. What is this like? Is, is it's a free for all? Is Grinder a fucking retail establishment? Like, there's no like I'm going to return <laughs> Amazon this? returns. All I can say is if if that cigar was anything close to this so far, it's awesome. Yeah. I would buy them. I like it. This is now. Listen, we're a quarter of an inch in. Not even. This is really good so far. So I'll say this. I, I I'm I'm going to be as critical. In every aspect of this cigar, just because I don't like the amount of hype and the Cuban kill, I, all that doesn't need to be part of this, right? If this cigar is that good, it'll people will say that for themselves. I don't like that the band clearly is like a knockoff of a Cohiba. I, I, there's a lot of problems I have with this cigar. I will say the construction Puba started with this; yeah. it is flawless. Yeah. It's Look at actually the one of the most beautiful looking cigars I've, I've probably ever seen. So a plus there on the flavor. What I'm thinking happened because i had one of these uh, i remember grinder had given me one i think that box was stored at that lounge's locker which was always too high yeah too wet. i am convinced that that cigar was too wet and because when yeah. i smoked it it was so minimal in flavor i was sitting there wondering like how why would there be hype around this stick this is clearly stored better i it, it's it's really pleasant to start not a ton of flavor so I'm curious if this is going to build because for me, if this continues this way, this won't this won't have enough 
um, that interests me. But the flavor, I think, like some of the it, it's sweet dessert like flavors, yeah. like honey and in this creaminess that the cigar has. Um, so yeah, it's actually off to a very good start. Great smoke output, or very easy to smoke. I got. I I will say something. It's not a Cuban killer, but as far as New World cigars go, it is a distant cousin. I would say flavor profile wise, right now, it's it's kind of got that thing a little bit. It's Cuban esque. It is. It's, it's Cuban- a little Cuban esque. I would I wouldn't say it's a Cuban. I would say it's Cuban esque. I yeah. think that's a. Take it it easy, everybody. I mean, honestly, for me, like, (laughs) let's just be real. I I mean, as I'm smoking this, I'm sitting here saying, like, this may be the best Connecticut wrapper like I've ever had. Like, it it smokes like a mild New World cigar. It doesn't, to me, smoke like a Cuban. Like, even some of the milder Cubans, you have just a little bit of that minerality or that twang that we talk about. I don't get any of that when on the light here. I just get like a creaminess, a really pleasant smoking experience. But I, if I'm being honest, there's nothing that screams Cuban to me. When I think I you're like. getting ba- more bang for your buck by getting a Monte Cristo white label Churchill than anything like this. Because that is a lot of flavor, in my opinion. But you're not paying that premium price. But the the aroma that out of the smoke, if you just smell the, you know, like yeah. the head of the cigar, it's very pleasant. Yeah. I mean, but there's something, there's something... Um, for me, there's a lot. It's there's a lit, there's complexity to it. There's no doubt, but there's something going on for me. There's a note that I'm getting in here that I can't quite pinpoint, but it, I don't want to say it's like sharp cheddar cheese because that's not what it is. It's like there's like a sharpness to it that isn't as pleasant to me as I like it to be. I don't know what it is like. I'm not getting anything sharp. Me neither. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. very dessert. I'm just getting very like dessert-y. honey and shortbread. Yeah, like, it's very very pleasant. Yeah. At there's, least not yet. I mean, maybe it'll change. There's a high there's some sort of a high note in there that is bordering on a little not bitter, but slightly. It's just it's interfering and I just don't know what this thing is. I'll, I, I'll, I'll check back I, in. I'm not getting I'm not getting anything unique though. Like I'm getting a little bit, a little bits and bobs of of some Cuban, a little bit of Cuban, some like Dominican Connecticut shade, and uh, and some nothing, and yeah. it's very pleasant. The aroma I think is very pleasant. Like the when you have it in, in yeah, it of, smells great right. at the burn line. But but yeah, but is it worth the price? That's the question. Well, we don't I mean, know. We'll yet. see. We that's don't know. The, yet. Yeah, we'll see, see how it goes. But, but I will I, say, I'm just uh, saying the uh, only thing for me that's clear up front, I'm, I'm I will argue this till i'm blue in the face this this is not cuban-esque for me i'm sorry okay. like it's just truly not i don't get any twang any minerality um I, any it doesn't remind me i couldn't name a cuban cigar that's like this if i had to name one there is one but that is an outlier and rooster would know this i hope you were, you're this. gonna I say think, the same uh, i think let me say it, it might be the same <laughs> one ahead. but this is an outlier among cuban cigars there's no other cuban that smokes like it and it's that Monte Cristo 80th anniversary stick that's that smaller ring gauge that we've said is the creamiest cigar we've ever had in our lives. It's a lighter shade wrapper. It's not No Cuban is probably as light as that cigar. This reminds me a little bit of that, but that's an outlier among Cubans. That's not the normal Cuban profile. So if there's one thing I'm convinced of uh, from the start but of this cigar, it's not. That's good company you're putting it in. 
I am, but I'm just saying like the flavor of that Monty is not even very Cuban-like. It's so unique. So I'm just saying like for me to say this is Cuban-esque, which would be reminiscent of, you know, a number of Cubans, I, I don't see the the comparison. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was going to say like the dessert-like flavors that you get out of the short, the punch, little bit that I'm getting from this. That's more I mean, peanut not, butter. Yeah, peanut get, butter. That's, peanut that's butter. a peanut butter yeah. thing. Yeah. This is much lighter to me. Than- I, I don't know what it is about this, but I, I do have to disagree with you, Senator. I It, it is kind of giving me hints of that. Like it, it's kind of, it, it, it kind of hitting my palate. Like, like, I don't know what it is yet. I'll get there. Um, but it is reminding me of, it reminds me so too, like what, of a Cuban what stick in particular. It's a, I knew you were going to ask that and I'm not quite sure yet. I'm, I'm working like on it. It does remind me of a Partagas. Would you agree there? Kind of reminds me of a Bolivar. No, no, I disagree I, strongly with that you statement. Don't, you don't get the dessert-like flavors. From <laughs> Sorry, <the bowl. laughs> doesn't remind me of a boulevard at all. I, rem- did this cigar remind you of a boulevard? In, in in a sense, not totally. I'm getting. I'm talking about a little bit of reminding of, not saying it is a boulevard. But I'm, I'm just pushing I'm this point because the fact uh, that no one is able to sit here and say, yeah, like, you know, this reminds me of this cigar, like. If if I'm even willing to agree that there's something Cuban-esque about it, it's very faint. It's not it's not really pronounced. So that that's all. I, that's my to only me. Point. This is closer to maybe like honestly, like if you told me that this was something out of the Davidoff line, and you took the band off of it, and it was some sort of random Davidoff whatever in a Connecticut shade wrapper, I'd be like, okay, it's a Davidoff, and you know what? I'd be smoking it. I'd be like, mm, "Am I buying this at this price point?" No. Yeah. You know. So well, like I, I don't me, disagree with you with buying it at the price point. I wouldn't buy this at twenty. I even like his comparison because Davidoff, like their most of their sticks, not the ones that we pursue, like the late hour or the millennium. Um, most of them are lighter, you know, milder yeah. and creamy, like this. Like they, yeah. this would fit a this lot of fit. Like if you told it's more me, more like the signature series signature, or the yeah. Grand Cru series, yeah. right? Yes. Like if you told me this was a Davidoff signature or something, because I don't smoke that that much and it had no band, and you switch the bands out, I would think it's a like a Davidoff. Yeah, signature. but the signature series are are or milder, Cup, milder than this. even milder even than this, milder, Davidoff. and not not like dessert flavors yeah. that you get, yeah. you know, that you're getting from this. I think Davidoff has a very distinct Davidoff taste, which I'm not getting here. That's no, a, that's that's, that's true. What's but if like Second, you lied to me and told me that this was something that I hadn't had, I never lied it, to you. It, I know, but if you did, this is totally hypothetical. I know, grinder. I, know. I love you, man. All day, non-gay. The the, but but it, that's what I'm saying. It's closer to that for me, like some sort of one of those. True. Okay. The second point that I had is that. The flavor for me is amplifying right now as I'm smoking this more. I'm getting a little more creaminess. It's a lot of creaminess. Yeah. It, it's very much coating the roof of my mouth in a very yeah. nice way. And I got to say, I mean, look at the burn on it. It's just that's where brilliant I'm saying. construction. A plus. The construction brilliant is construction. truly It's Davidoff quality construction. It is. It is. Yeah, very, very pleasant so far. I do have a problem with the $32 price point. We can revisit that as we rate it, but... Um, that's that's expensive for, for you know what there's, there's there's plenty of Cuban cigars that we pay sometimes like that or yeah more. but we're not paying that for a regular production robusto 
I mean, for a D4, for a RAS, I mean, come on. I mean, there's some regionals and, you know, EELs that have sucked that we have paid, you know, a lot more. Those aren't regular product. That's his point. Like, this is their standard line. This is a standard thing. Yeah. This isn't a limited edition. This isn't some regional. Yeah, but New Worlds really don't do any regionals or. No, but they have higher end stuff like in the Padron line, like the 80th, right? That commands a 30 something dollar. Look at how many Davidoff limiteds there are. Right. I mean, that's the same thing. Every year they release regional ones and limitadas are the same thing as regionals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's. I mean, it's pretty good. It's, 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 it's. Yeah, I'll just say good. I mean, for for where the flavor is right now, with a coffee in the morning, this would be outstanding. There's no doubt I'll, about that. I'll say without question, this is the best Connecticut shade cigar I've ever had. I agree with without that. question. Even I, I would put this above the Padron Damaso. I've never had that, but yeah. but I, I don't disagree at the all there. All the, I don't think this is the best of anything. That no, as far as Connecticut shades Connecticut that I've shade, smoked. But I, I think this is important. Like why I was bringing up I would have this in the morning with coffee and why I, I this is where I have an issue with this cigar. With coffee in the morning, this would be phenomenal. It's so creamy. It's so smooth. Dessert flavors. It checks every morning smoke box. Or, but when I'm picking up a 30-something dollar stick, I'm looking for a cigar that I'm going to have in the late afternoon, in the evening, that's going to hold up and I'm going to enjoy that night. Would, is this what I would want to reach for at 7 o'clock at night, at 10 o'clock? No way so far based yeah. on the flavor. There's not enough flavor here for me. Yeah, this would not work after a nice steak dinner. No way. I'm sorry. Even a regular dinner. Yeah, I, I, no I, I wouldn't pick this cigar. <laughs> the Caesar, Caesar salad. Caesar salad with salmon on it? I wouldn't pick this. That's what my about, new jam, by the way. tuna tartare? <laughs> <laughs> might pair well with tuna At the tartare. Harvard Club? <laughs> <laughs> Pedestrian at best. I kind of want to try this whiskey. I haven't. Yeah, I was just gonna say, let's try the uh, Yamoto Japanese whiskey, which I believe now is the fourth Japanese whiskey that we've done on the pod. We're on it. We're on a Japanese string here. We're on a little bit of a Japanese kick. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. Good. Tell us how you feel. (laughs) It's good. Very good. I would say uh, it. uh, A first sip opened up a little bit. I don't love it. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it's not great. It's uh, how much was this bottle grinder? Uh, one thirty. One thirty. One thirty. Oh my god. Oh, the pain. Rubies. (laughs) (laughs) Rubies. Yeah, Yeah, it's like one thirty U.S. It's it's kind of it's kind of two dollars. It doesn't have much. It's very thin. Yeah, like the finish is pretty abrupt. Yeah. So apparently, um, I I read up a little bit about this when uh, when Grinder said that he got it. What's it called again? Yamato. Yamato Japanese whiskey. Yamato. Are we gonna Are we gonna get like killed by like a samurai? It's possible if we give this a bad review. So they, this is a, they drink it at the Shogun. <laughs> Smoke yeah. it with sushi. Right? It's a small batch. Apparently, it was originally uh, founded uh, when uh, it was it was founded by an importing group who found an excess of barrels of whiskey and decided to make a a, a Japanese whiskey out of it. Um, it's apparently very popular and some things a grinder can touch on if, if he so chooses, but it's distilled from a blend of malted barley and, and other grains. It's grown in Yamanashi in Japan, which is a landlocked uh, area of Japan, I guess. And uh, it's, it's right near, the reason why I found this interesting, it's right near Mount Fuji. It's right 
it's like backed up right and to suffered? Mount Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the funny. listener, that's a hibachi place near us. <laughs> that's on top of a mountain. The one thing I'll say is that uh, it's it's a blend of three-year to eight-year uh, old whiskeys, and I don't really taste anything that they're talking doesn't about. doesn't really now. knock my socks off. It's yeah. I think of, there's mostly three-year in this. I mean, $130 for a three-year I whiskey. feel like I'm in a fucking knockoff reunion with the with this cigar and the fucking knockoff <laughs> fucking knock scotch. reunion? This is like fucking ridiculous. I'm drinking Japanese, overpriced Japanese whiskey and an overpriced fucking knockoff bahike. You know, this is like a masquerade party. That's hilarious. Eyes wide shut. <laughs> I, I am enjoying the cigar, the whiskey, not so much. I agree. The hibiki is so much Grinder, better. did so you bring these? Well. Did I, did you, was this your thing? Yeah. Am I insulting? See, this is where you're not insulting no, me. I don't no, give a shit because I love you so much. It, it was a it was a collective I decision. I, yeah, because I, 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 I wasn't on the text. And well, you don't see it and yeah, see yeah, you don't look at the text. You're on the. Work. Let's clarify. You're on the text. No, but let's I've been, clarify. Okay, He's on the text. I'm on the text, but I've been very busy at work the last number of days, and I can't catch up. I've been out a day out at. Well, I I did hear the silence when I said I was bringing beer for one of the cigars on the phone, and you're and I was like, oh, crickets. I when I was, was talking to you, there were I, no. I said I was good with beer. I just said I'm out. I'm talking. To, you oh, mean, we, did we talk earlier today? Yes, we yes, did. We, <laughs> I can't remember shit. We did talk earlier today. Yeah. Oh, and when you said you were bringing beer, I was silent. Yeah, it was just like crickets. I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll see you there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that sounds like a new world. You so. guys have to understand how much I, I have a special place in my heart for Grinder. Is it, it because it, of the Caesar salads? What is it? What do you mean? What is what? The special love. I'm curious about it. There's nothing special. Yeah, There's nothing you know, special. Caesar salads, side chats, leaves. You know, leaves, leaves. <laughs> gummies, <Let's> gummies. Go. <laughs> Let's put it this way: we we exchange Joe Biden memes. So <laughs> that, that, that's 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 really at the heart of it. Oh. You know Joe Biden falling off his bicycle and stuff. We like to laugh at that kind of stuff. This is not a political show. Who doesn't? We do not get into political stuff here. But you know, we don't like worry. To, we're, like we're in the no spin zone. Don't we're, worry. We're <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> no, but truth be told, I did. I did see consultation on the selection tonight. It just so happened that it, this was a you know a little. A little bit of a failure. No, it's not a failure. I, 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 I it's just I, I. Look, this is this show is meant for some entertainment. I'm just breaking balls here. Um, the cigar is 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 good. Um, I don't know what else to oh, say. I thought I thought he was talking about the whiskey. Oh, the whiskey. Oh, the whiskey. The whiskey. He's hedging now. Okay, the whiskey was. I had <laughs> no idea what I was doing. I literally <laughs> said I was this close to getting Canadian Club, just as a as a as a joke. It probably would have been better. Um. Yeah. That's my no, story. I mean, with, with the Japanese whiskeys, we're experimenting, right? I think we got really lucky that that Nikka coffee grain was really good. That yep. was that was a surprise. There was a lot of hype, so I really wanted to try that. I'm glad that worked out. That was a nine point two. Um. Obviously, the Hibiki uh, Pagoda loves Hibiki, and we all got to try it. I think everybody loved it. That was a home run. 
it I really had picked was. up some uh, Akashi white, white oak. oak that yeah. is on all these lists of like five Japanese whiskeys you must try, and it was garbage. It was six point eight. We got, we rated now. That luckily, that wasn't one hundred and thirty a bottle. Is half that, but still, I mean, we're gonna hit which, some. We're gonna which, miss. Which, which coffee was? Good. I want Which whiskey was that that you were talking about before? Uh, Akashi white oak. There was also the Nikka coffee. Remember? And Nick the and coffee was I wasn't I wasn't there for that one. Oh, oh I brought was I, good. I, I, yeah, the the white was oak though was that the white bottle with the black letters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. No, it was terrible. See? No, yeah, we didn't like it. Horrible. Under seven. I can't remember what. I what would cigar was paired the, with maybe that? the Suntory? Yeah, That's the what Suntory. I'm thinking. Yeah, the yeah. Suntory. The Suntory that was Toki. good. That was good. The Suntory. But that's 30 yeah. bucks. And it's, yeah, it's like $35. That's a $100 less than what we have yeah. right now. Yeah, I <laughs> can't keep better. track of the names. I'm sorry. It's just, it's like, it's in one ear out the other with the Japanese names. I'm, I just can't. <laughs> it's like, I'm, you know, it's just <laughs> like, it's a foreign fucking language. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> no, I, 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 it's, yeah, it's like everything. No, I get it. I get it. It's it's Suntory, the Yakitori, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I can't keep track of the Kawasaki. Puba, how many languages do you speak? Many, many. <laughs> many. His Spanish is impeccable. At least seven. this has got a, quite a different kind of kick if you don't have ice on it. Sounds good. Yeah, so I you're saying it's way better without ice? No. No, not at all. It's better. No, that's the thing. So uh, honestly, I I try. I always do this. I mean, when we pour it over ice, I just immediately take a sip before the ice is melted to get yeah. a sense of what it's like. Neat. This stuff is very rough around the edges. Neat. It 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 tastes. It, it's harsh. It, it's, 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 it's not. not it's, it's not, not a great. refined it's spirit. I was just doing a, a little bit of a dig as we were coming on, uh, the, on air here about this and. Somebody gave it a one-star review on one of the websites and said, it was very simply, this is furniture polish. Right. Yeah. That was their comment. They're not wrong. Right. Yeah. God, so why, speaking why of... Speaking of, of no, I just saw it now. I, I, I didn't see it, you know, obviously earlier today. I was thinking of you guys. I was thinking of you guys over the weekend. Um, Thanks, Speaking Puba. of polarizing... Nice. Yeah. It's kind of you. Polarizing. Yeah. No, polarizing spirits. Like, this is, seems like it's a little bit maybe polarizing. The cigar seems like maybe it's a little polarizing. Like, the price point doesn't align with this whiskey, maybe. That, Correct. Whatever. You know, you see one-star reviews, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but a spirit that I know that some, maybe the majority of folks in here don't enjoy on the regular um, is gin. Yeah, we haven't and, touched and let's, yet. Let's just, I want to talk about it just for, just for brief, just briefly, because I thought about you guys this weekend. I, um, I enjoy a traditional gin martini with, you know, with a half ounce of vermouth in it. You know, the way that a, a, a martini should be made with high quality vermouth and a couple of olives. And it was, it was very, it was, it's been pretty warm here lately. And to me, a really, an ice cold martini um, either a vodka martini or a gin martini for me, like hits the spot at times. I know everyone in here, Senator, I know you don't love vodka or gin. It's not your, it's not no, something but, you but love. I, I used to be a, a big vodka drinker and I would have a vodka martini. Right. Not gin I wouldn't do, but vodka. For right. Me. Well, so I'm getting to something that where I was thinking of you actually specifically. Um, so gin, gin generally um, is a high proof spirit, right? Can we agree on that? That that, yeah. mo, that, mo, that most gin is 90 to 100 proof, right? But there's a gin called Plymouth Gin, and um, it's made in England, and it's, it's, an, it's an 80 proof gin. 
And I'm bringing this up because, and it's good. It's really, really, really quite good. It's not Bombay Sapphire at this high proof. And I've gone through stages where I've drank Plymouth gin and and drank it and, you know, then put it down. It's not like I'm drinking gin all the time. But when I'm in the mood for it, I'm in the mood for it. I buy Plymouth because it's a lower proof gin. And when you make a martini out of it, you kind of get that current and that that kind of body in the in the martini that a gin delivers without that oh my god i just had a gin martini and i'm hammered kind of thing or you know what i mean or it's too much or too overwhelming and i thought maybe i would bring some onto the pod and just shake up some martini some of these gin martinis with this lower proof gin which in and just see what people think of it because it's so pleasant and I was just drinking it and it's just like, it's so refreshing and so nice. And when you put a decent amount of vermouth in it, it cuts it again. And then it cuts it just a little bit. When you stir it with some ice, it cuts it again. So it's not this thing that's not approachable that I think people think gin martinis. It's like, Oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get furniture polish in my mouth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's tangerine and it's like this horrible thing there's a smooth and a round aspect to this that if you were to have a gin martini this could be an introduction to that so i thought about maybe you know doing that to see you know what folks think because it's a classic cocktail it's a really really classic cocktail for a reason and it 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 tastes good you know so anyway i i, I don't I'm, know if you listen, guys are I'm in because that. i i don't have a lot of great experiences with gin but you have to give credit to, you know, all the different things that we've been able to try on the pod. If it's tequila, if it's cognac, if it's different beers that we've tried, it's been very eye-opening. So I'm, my, I'm totally game to try anything, especially a lower-proof gin for sure. All right, boys, we're halfway through here. Uh, the Atabay Robusto. What do you guys think of this thing? I think it should out of, it should be out of the bay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty no, good. No, it's it's all right. Listen, I, I think the price point has just really disturbed me quite a bit already. Yeah, thirty bucks is too much. I should hold my reservations till the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I, I'm taking price point That's even pleasant. out of this for me. I, I really, uh, honestly, if this cigar is that great, I'll spend the thirty bucks on it. I'm not concerned about that. The thing is, the flavor. It, this has been enjoyable. There's nothing offensive. I I haven't had any problem with this. The most impressive thing still remains the construction. The construction is fantastic. I mean, my ash for the whole first half stayed on. I chose to ash it so it's not all over me. It's flawless. I Truly one of the best constructed cigars I've ever seen. Uh, the problem for me, though, is just the flavor. It's still too mild. I, I do want more out of this cigar. It's creamy. It's nice. You know, it, it's There's so much to like about it, but this is still a morning stick for me. I'm waiting yep. for how I would ever like this in the afternoon or in the evening and be that satisfied. Yeah, it's I'm a, getting it's more a morning, It's a whiskey. morning cigar with coffee. Yeah, I mean to me that's you know, the coffee will add to the flavor for, for sure. For a thirty dollar coffee, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Puma, what do you think of the cigar so far? <laughs> you know, it's it's the construction is great. Um, the combustion has been very nice. The burn has been very nice. Is the flavor profile really like for me? Not you know, it's yeah. pleasant. I, I kind of just. I'll just concur with Senator in terms of the analysis. It's this kind of the same thing for me. Is it, you know, is it slightly compelling? Sure. 
Um, but is it better than any Davidoff or that? Probably not. And it just, it didn't, it's not a standout to me. It didn't stand out flavor wise. Like where I was like, wow, like, woo, like, or you get that relaxing. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Guys are really hurting me. They're breaking me up. The, uh, no, but it doesn't give you that. Like, I was confused by it more yeah. than I was really. I I would like enjoyed it. I know? would I would echo your your sentiment there. There's a good barometer for a good cigar for me is if you're if if I'm if I'm smoking a cigar and I and I like it enough that it there's something in it that keeps me coming back and I'm focused on that and I'm like wow this is really good. I get just as much enjoyment out of this out of this cigar as I get from a decent cigar that I smoke when I'm mowing my lawn. It's just something to to puff on and and slightly enjoy while I'm doing other shit. Like there's nothing that I'm focused on where I'm like where I'm doing the bam bam pounce with the with the hand and and the the revelation of how great the cigar is. There's nothing like that. Um, no, there there there's there no there's no exclamation point on it. There's nothing that's yeah, like that's there's nothing. That's yep. a great way to put it. There's yeah, no there's... exclamation point. It's not like this is, and it's like, uh yeah you know um it's not bad it's not unpleasant but it doesn't it's not it's it wasn't exciting to me i i do think though and this is maybe a stupid statement but i think if grinder came in and said that this cigar was 12 bucks i think i'd be like wow okay maybe i should get a few of these for the humidor not that i'm going to smoke them at night but at 32, I think it's different than at 12. Bucks. I just go back to those. So this is where for me, even at $12, I'm not sure this has a place for me in that I still don't think there's enough flavor at $12 for me to pick up this. There's stick. not. I go back to one of the most shocking cigars we reviewed was that Arturo Fuente. <laughs> Um, the Hemingway signature. Hem- Hemingway signature. I yeah. never had that cigar. It's a great cigar. And that cigar, it, it's a mild, medium cigar. It's not a full cigar at all which is not normally my speed. I would like medium, full, full. I was just shocked. Like the, the nuttiness in that cigar, it had enough flavor that I could light that in the morning, even in the afternoon, and I would be satisfied. I could mow my lawn, have that cigar, and be very happy. This cigar has less flavor than that. I'm calling out that nutty flavor that I got from that random, probably $10 Arturo Fuente cigar this cigar, I, I don't know what I'd even say stands out flavor wise. It's, it's just it's like it's just creamy and sweet, but there's nothing really distinct. You know, you could we could name every single cigar brand and we would say, you know, a partagus. It's got like that that spice and, and cinnamon and all these things. We could talk about an upman and the dessert like flavor. I don't know what to say about an Atabi other than it's creamy, it's smooth. There's not much more there, and flawless construction, and, and that, and, yeah, and, and, you know, and and it's a very handsome smoke. But you, I, I just mean for flavor, yeah, like for flavor. That's right. like the distinctive characteristic to me about each brand. Yeah. It's got a unique flavor profile. I can't say there's really yeah. a unique flavor other than it's creamy and it's a smooth, pleasant enough cigar. That's about it. I think it's utility could lie in, you know, when you meet somebody new who wants to try out cigars, who wants to try out a very nice cigar. I think this could be a really good starter cigar. You could trust that this is going to perform well, certainly. Yes, I think this cigar is perfect for your father-in-law. I agree. He would. I think this. he would love it. He would enjoy this. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he, he's but a... Of the lighter cigars that he smokes, you put this at 30-something bucks a stick. He's not going to touch it. Every other one of those is a third 
of that price yeah. at most half. And they're just honestly as good. Like the, yeah. the flavor that he'd get out of those is similar. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the Hemingway um, comparison is very interesting because that cigar for the, at that price point delivers just so much more. It was great. Um, than than this, you know, I, I gotta be honest. If, if totally honest, me, if me and Rooster walked into a cigar lounge and he said, I'm going to buy you a cigar. I'm going to buy this out of you. You want one or do you want to, or do you, or do you want a, a Hemingway? I'd say, give me the Hemingway. Yeah. Same. I agree. That was a great cigar. You, you, you know, like give me the Hemingway. I mean, um, uh, you know, it's nothing stands out for me with this outside of the, the really immaculate, construction yeah it's got a nice it's got a nice band though and it's got a it's got a real <laughs> nice behike band nice nice behike knockoff band so so let me ask you another question because i have a pretty strong opinion on this uh, and totally not off uh, off of cigars but kind of i'm in the same mentality and i'm curious where you guys are at we've talked a little bit on the group chat and outside of the podcast on the Derek jeter uh espn uh, 30 for 30 series, The Captain. What do you guys think of it? Who's awesome. seen it? Incredible. You love it? Yeah. I mean, I've watched, I think, up through episode five or maybe even six. Yeah. It's, I think it's one of the most, one of the more honest um, takes. It's up it's up there with the with the Michael Jordan thirty for thirty. That's where I was going. Is I'm, I'm it's right the there. It, it's yeah, the last dance. It's right there because, it, you know, he really doesn't. Um, he does something what he's done his whole career, which is which is he doesn't pull any punches and he's very very honest about what his point of view is on a lot of different things, teammates, um, his own development as a player, um, but he presents those opinions in um a very 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 uh Derek Jeter way which is measured uh and uh calibrated perfectly like almost like in another life if he wasn't a baseball player he could have worked at a PR firm that's how how calibrated and how his overall worldview how his parents influenced that it's all exemplified in this and how that his whole his upbringing in combination with his natural ability and talent and what he had to and what he had to do to cultivate that and then preserve it on an ongoing basis is compelling i i think that's right i mean the funny thing is when that came out i i was looking at just early reviews from some of the sports writers i was curious is this i was going to watch it either way as a yankees fan but i was just curious if it was going to be anything like the last dance which i think is one of the greatest like i think it is the greatest the great okay i'm yeah. i'm i'm i was trying to temper it I'm yeah right I, it there. is i it, think it's flawless yeah. literally flawless and jordan is just so honest yeah. about everything in that and some of the early reviews i read were about how oh you're not going to learn anything new about Derek jeter he's so polished in it he's not that honest and having watched most of it I think he's actually very honest. Yes. And I think Puba's point, like he does it in his way. Like, you know, Michael Jordan is brutally honest in that. 
And that's just the kind of guy like Jordan was. I mean, right, this is a person who he's practicing with his teammates. And if a guy is not pulling his weight, he's in their face telling them, up them that they're playing like yeah. garbage and they need to raise their level of play if they're going to compete on this team and win a championship. Derek Cheater is not that guy. Derek Cheater is not the guy that goes up to every player and is getting in their face about every single thing. He's the guy that's, you know, quiet, but very firm and confident and wants to make sure people are doing what they're doing. So he did it in his way that was authentic, but I thought very honest. I mean, I loved how he he's entirely transparent. He doesn't like Brian Cashman. Yep. They they don't speak. He will never forgive him for what he put him through with his final contract. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for yeah, first the arbitration earlier in his career that he did wasn't paid enough and the Yankees wouldn't give him what he felt he was owed and he was right. And they took him to arbitration and he won. Had to fight for what he was worth. And then you look at later in his career, this guy's delivered several rings for that franchise, made them hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's sitting there saying, we're going to haggle over you know, a few million dollars on my contract. Get the fuck out of here. I don't blame him at all. So I love that he was honest about stuff like that. Um, and for me, you know, just some of the stories were just hilarious outside of Jeter, very much like the last dance, you know, some of the stories about Dennis Rodman, Rodman in the middle yeah. of the NBA Vegas. finals going off to Vegas. <laughs> and he's, he's, you know, uh, shacked up with Carmen Electra in a suite in Vegas and Jordan has to fly out. That was a great story. It had nothing to do with Jordan. That was about Rodman. Similarly, I just love some of the stories about Steinbrenner. Like I couldn't believe they're talking about the 2000 subway series, the Mets and Yankees in the world series. And uh, one, him talking about how of any World Series, that was the one that Steinbrenner could not entertain the thought of losing. Made crystal clear to every single player, we must win this series. We don't. Like, you're out of here. That's just how he was. And I'm cracking up as I'm listening to him say they play the first two games at Yankee Stadium in that series. Next, or two are at Shea Stadium at this the time. This is funny. And he goes, <laughs> this is funny. you know, for 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 the boss... The furniture in the visiting clubhouse in Shea Stadium was not to his standard. And so Steinbrenner had the Yankee staff remove all the furniture out of the Shea Stadium visiting clubhouse and had them bring in the Yankees furniture from Yankee Stadium just for the World Series. I'm sitting there saying, what owner has ever done something so ridiculous? It's he amazing. wanted it comfortable for the players. For the players. Like, he's, furnishing, he's furnishing the enemy stadium, <laughs> the enemy stadium. <laughs> for his players. It's, it's unbelievable. So just little anecdotes yeah. like that. I loved, loved it. I, I will oh, and I'm oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I will say, you know, not to compare, but I did find the Jordan documentary, the, the Last Dance, I felt like it was a little more raw, a little less calculated. I, I felt like they, they, they highlighted his flaws. I think him sitting there the way that he was, he's not as polished as Jeter is, certainly. Um, I found that, I don't know, I don't want, I hesitate to use the word relatable, but I, I found him more of a human being. I feel like Jeter's more of a little bit more robotic in, he, in his presentation. Is, but the thing that was really useful about it is it helped you understand why he felt he had to be that way. And I think a really important distinction is, right, Jordan played in the Chicago media market. right? He was a global figure. But his home media market, right, where like all the beat reporters every single day are there, they're Chicago-based. Derek Jeter's playing in New York. And the microscope in New York is, is, is more intense than anywhere in the world that you could possibly play a sport. And I think as he's going through it and talking about all these 
distractions and things that would happen and these huge stories that would blow out of proportion, something very simple or small that had happened, it helped you understand why he had to be that polished and why he didn't want there to be any distraction. And there's a reason. You'll never hear someone say, well, that's oh, thing. well, can, yeah. they, can they play in Chicago? Can they handle it? No one ever says that about any media market. The question's always when someone goes to play in New York, whether it's baseball, basketball, doesn't matter what the sport is, can they handle New York? And for me, I thought it was really useful to just get people to see why he had to be as polished as he was and try to minimize distractions. And I did appreciate even his honesty. I mean, he's sitting there talking about how when A-Rod, the whole steroid thing happened, and A-Rod has to hold the press conference, and the whole team was there. It was this sign of unity. And Jeter just said, he's like, I didn't want to be there. Well, that's No the, one wanted to be yeah. there. No one wanted to be there. And he's like, because it's a distraction. It's the last thing we need. He's like, every single story for the next month was about A-Rod. A-Rod. And Him and Posada are, the, you know... The original four, they were pissed. They're like, "This is this is ridiculous. Like yeah. this is this is a total disgrace, a total distraction." Which it was. He was very honest about how he felt betrayed by A Rod um, with the with the, with the negative things that he said to to the Vanity Fair reporter. I forget his name, um, but uh, around oh well, Der- well you know Derek really never had to really lead because he had such a you know such a great team around him where i you know uh, had to it's like please man please and there and jeter just comes out and goes yeah he he flat out says to the camera looking straight in it but did he win yeah yeah no and, and he admits he's like a rod by by stats is a better player than i ever was he yes. fully admits that yes yeah. but he says my metric is winning his metric is winning and but his me- also he's been judged his whole career on these intangibles and uh, you know Michael Jordan had both of that. He had he had the intangibles, plus he had just superior yeah. athletic ability. I mean, um, as an athlete, you know, there's really no comparison between I think a Michael Jordan and a Derek of Jeter course. as an athlete. I mean, uh, just pure athlete. Um, Michael Jordan's up there athletically with the best, of, the greatest of ever, all, yeah. maybe the greatest ever up yeah. there with yeah. even like a Bo Jackson type of sure. athletic ability. Right. So almost uh, Bo Jackson may be the best pure athlete, different discussion, but I mean, for different reasons, but um, anyway, he was honest and he was, but, and, and I don't think that he was being, uh, uh, I think a lot of that is the way he actually a lot of this, what comes across as calculated or measured. Well, I think, you know, I think, I I mean, I think that is part of his authentic self. I don't think that he's totally um, part of it. And he admits it is like, this is, I did this and I answered these questions and I handled the media in a certain way, but because I had to do that for all the reasons that Senator stated, but there's a reason why he was in, you know, a single guy in New York for 20 years. And there was never an article about impropriety, like craziness. Like, well, I mean, there wasn't. But I mean, what I appreciate that he admitted, he said, "I was lucky that yeah. I didn't play in the age yeah, of social a media." Different world. He sure. admitted he, the social media exact would be words, different. Yeah, he said, "My career would have been about three years long 
if I played today. He did say that. With yeah. the environment yeah. that yeah. they're in. Because let's just be clear. This is not a guy who's a saint or anything. No. He was yeah. out. I mean, he says this. And he's like, I could tell you every single night of the week, the hottest nightclub in New York. I was at all of them. He's he, like, he Monday, did. we went to the China Club. Tuesday, we went to here. I mean, he he partied. There's yeah. no, he makes There's no, no about apologies it. about that. But it wasn't front page where some idiot is videoing him, you know, dancing with some girl and it's a big story. That that just didn't exist then. So yeah. he was lucky in that regard. Sure. He did. And he methodically talks about how he did put a wall around him. He would go out, but he only let certain people in his circle. So he was kind of smart about it and he mitigated he, he mitigated risk. So and I you know, listen, I, I would say no question that it's a recommend from the lizards for sure. Great show. Watch the captain. And more importantly, he himself is a lizard. He is? He used to apparently order cigars from merchants in New York because there was a time he was living somewhere in, you know, the Upper East Side or slightly lower, uh, but on the East Side, and he would order cigars from merchants, and these guys would run cigars to him. And wow. Why isn't this told in the documentary? Like th- This question. is when you said, you know, the last dance was raw. I just, I mean, we all know I Michael think Jordan, Jordan smoked cigars during the interview. Yes. Well, that, that's that, and drink, so, he was drinking too. He was drinking tequila. He's yeah. got his own tequila brand. Right. He's drinking his tequila. He's having his cigar. And everyone knows that Michael Jordan's a cigar smoker. But I loved how honest it was. Where I ne- never knew this. I couldn't believe watching the Last Dance. He's sitting there talking about how every Bulls home game on the bus ride over. <laughs> He was smoking a cigar before the game yeah. on the team bus. Yep. I mean, that's one of the coolest he's, things you could possibly it's amazing. He's do. The ultimate, mean, he's the ultimate man. He's, he's the <laughs> ultimate lizard. I mean, I'm listening to that, and here I am watching the captain of Derek Cheater. Great documentary. I didn't even know he's a cigar smoker until Pagoda just said that. And um, and I meaning the only person who can really confirm is him. He's welcome to come and you know chime in into the podcast if he needs to, but. But um, we'll there was work. a guy called Rush we'll, work who worked there, and he he kind of mentioned that, and it was really interesting. And I, I've seen him because a lot of the Yankees used to hang out in merchants after the games, and I'm talking about like late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, I'm dating myself here, but yeah, merchants, by the way, legendary cigar bar in New York oh, City. Yeah. yeah, it's still around. Well, yeah, I mean, it closed for four years. It reopened. It's not what it was, but it's it's still a, a still a good spot to check out. So yeah, watch the uh, watch the captain. Very entertaining. Yeah, Derek Jeter's a legend for sure. All right, guys, you ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on the Yamato Japanese whiskey? Not in either of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, grinder, you're up. Uh, I'm a three. Wow. Whoa. That is the lowest. All right, let's just say that's the lowest score ever given on a cigar. Or a liquor ever on the podcast. I I, I would give a Balmore uh, scotch like a one or a two. <clears throat> I rank this just above it. That's wow. why I got the three. Wow. Welcome back, Grinder. I love it. Ooh. Pagoda. You know, I did drink a whole glass, so I'll, I'll say it's a six. Okay. Senator. Uh, five. Yeah. Puba. Yeah. Uh, I'd say a five. I'm absolutely in the same place. Five since the first sip. I mean, the reason I give it a five, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I did drink it. it. It's it's not undrinkable. Yeah. But there's nothing all that pleasurable what about that? it. Four eight. Wow. Nice job. Four point eight. I think it's funny how these pairings are working out when we rate the cigar. 
You, you, got, <laughs> it, it's like it's like it's funny. They just seem to work out in a very weird way. Now we now we're gonna really go do. to the cigar that really nothing stood out for the scotch or whatever you want to call it, Japanese whiskey. To Puba's oh, point, see what I think, stood out with this cigar. To Puba's point, I think I'm going to start taking a quick sip of whatever we're pairing, and I'll know what the cigar is going to be like <laughs> for the rest of the episode. Yeah. I, I wonder how the gin episode is going to turn out. <laughs> uh, probably not that good for you guys, but I'm I I'm coming in with an open mind for sure. All right, boys, you ready to rate the Atabe Brujos Robusto? Yeah, let's do it. Rooster, you're up. All right, so. It's it's not a bad cigar. It's definitely smokable. It's got some attributes. It's it's you know constructed well. I enjoyed the flavors. Would I go out and buy a box? I don't think I would. I mean, would I? Somebody gifted me one. I would smoke one. Unless Bam Bam shared it with you. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm I'm gonna it's I'm gonna give it a six. Okay. Puba. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm tempted to even go lower than that, but because it was so constructed so well, I don't think I can. I'll I'll give it a six as well. It's not a five, but it's it's it, it's a six. It was it's a six. Senator, I'm in the exact same boat at a six, and the construction is what got me to a six. I think similar to Puba, uh, but the reality is. For the flavor this delivers, there are cheap yard cigars that I've had that have delivered as much or more flavor than this cigar. I, I would never smoke this again. Yeah, that's again. to Grinder's point. Pagoda. Yeah, six, you know, um, pretty much the same. Um, w- w- what's really interesting about this is that uh, there is some weight, obviously, given to the construction the smokability, it's so easy to smoke. It is creamy. Um, but uh, considering the price point, I think six is a pretty, pretty uh, good rating, I think. Grinder. I'm a five. I think it was, um, I don't really care about construction as much. Uh, I've seen pretty shoddy made cigars that don't have invisible seams, are a little rustic and smoke amazing. And I enjoy it. I enjoyed this, but I didn't, it's just so underwhelming. Um, I'm a five. I think one thing just quickly, I know you're going to give the composite rating <clears throat> that I didn't mention we didn't really get to talk about. The first half of this cigar, a lot of us described how creamy and sweet and dessert-like but light this cigar was. The second half of this cigar for me, especially the last third, it was just smoke. lost all of the creaminess, this last third is not yep. creamy. I yep. would not at all describe it that way. It lost some of those sweet dessert-like flavors that it started with. So, you know, another problem for me, if I even was chasing this really mild, creamy, a bit uh, slightly sweet cigar, it doesn't hold that all the way through. The last third for me, I'm not getting anything other than tobacco. I yep. mean, that's that's really it. So that's also a problem for me. So I'm in the same place. I was gonna give this a seven until the last third. You you just you nailed exactly what I was gonna say. The last third to me has been completely dull. So I'm gonna go with a six here for sure, and that makes the composite lizard score a five point eight. 
Is that the lowest? I don't know if it's. It's got to be one of the lowest. It's it's. Nah, it's not the lowest. It's not lower it's, than the La Punta. La Punta was the, <laughs> La Punta was in the fours. I think. Oh really? Oh. So I mean, this cigar, like in the Atabe series, a lot of guys talk about that we should try the uh, Lancero. I don't know how much better the Lancero can be f- from this, but you know how in the QD line, like the Coronas Claro, is like a totally different cigar. Maybe the Lancero might be. Might be worth a shot. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait to get all Connecticut wrappers. It'll be yeah, perfect. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dropping. So yeah, bucks I don't know. Just yeah. to answer the questions, by the way, the uh, the lowest rated cigar we've done on the pod was episode 13, the Hoya de Nicaragua, uh, Antonio, which was a 5.0. My father, the judge, was a 5.6, and the La Punta that we just mentioned was a 5.9. So this is just a little under the La Punta, actually. That's a five point eight. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that's that's for this price point, and the way the cigars rolled and everything. Maybe there's an audience for this, but I don't know who it is. Yeah, certainly not in this room. That's for sure. So those listeners that are asking us to review it, we reviewed it. Yep, and it's a five point eight. I mean, yeah. Buy a Hemingway, uh, you know. Yeah. Buy anything. Else. I don't know. I mean. It's not a value stick. No, it's certainly yeah, not. I mean, look, I just want to say, I, I, if it sounds too good to be true, it's it, it, it's it, there's something wrong, right? I, I just, every single cigar that comes with this hype around it, I've been disappointed by. It's a gimmick. I, I yeah. really like some of 100%. the best cigars that we have found that we love are not cigars that are overly hyped or anything of that sort. You know, we've heard, so this was supposed to be the Cuban killer. Clearly, it is not. Absolutely yeah. not. How many yeah. cigars, New World, have we heard? The Padron killer. You yeah, know, the, we reviewed some Monte Cristo anniversary thing they had put out. Number That's, two of the year. Yeah, number two of the year. That's not yeah. a Padron you know, killer. It's you just know not. And then it's unexpected cigars. Like, we review this EP Carrillo El Senador, and we're like, this may be the most Padron-like thing we've actually had outside of Padron, and we gave it a pretty good rating. No, there was zero hype about that cigar. How about the Illusion or the, or the... Illusion, oh, yeah. another great example. Or the Foundation yeah, Tabernacle. You know, yeah, the Illusion was a really terrific cigar, and I know nothing, you know, I had no pre- preconceived notions, and I still don't even know anything about Illusion. I know little about this Atabe besides the the designer of the band and whatever and some of that controversy if this was a good cigar i certainly would have said so you know um but to me you know not not that big of a standout uh what was disappointing at all was was i i actually enjoyed the one we had what was that two years ago now three with the toro three years i guess three years ago right yeah oh two years maybe um and this didn't even meet that. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna ask you. I'm glad you brought that up. I like that. How I did like it compare that. to the tour? Well, I mean, it, it was so long ago. But yeah. what I remember, I remember liking that, and liking it enough to be like, okay, I, I want to smoke more of these. Yeah. I don't ever want to smoke this. Again. Yeah, and we're also yeah, under I the mean, microscope so, so here. But. I, I have a slightly different perspective. I mean, I, I didn't like that cigar, and, and so for me, that's why I was hoping. I mean, truly rooting for this cigar to be better than my experience then. Because my issue with it was the construction was great, like uh, all it checked all the rudimentary boxes, but the flavor, and I had said this to Grinder at the time, it just 
left me wanting so short. much more. Yeah, it felt very so short. So for yeah. me, this is a problem within the line. It's not just this one cigar that we had. This is exactly what I remember my first experience with Natabe being. Yeah. Is it having, does anyone know if it's having commercial success? I mean, from a hype standpoint, my I, I want to say yes, but I don't know. But I haven't seen it in CA's ratings high. Has it been high anywhere? I don't think it's terribly available. I I, I don't think it's a... Cigar, you find I, 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 even at the BNM that uh, Grinder got it at today, they got it there like two or three weeks ago. So I think it's just coming into being available, you know, pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah, it's, it's a boutique brand. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that and big. it's clearly well marketed because yeah. you ask yeah. people about this cigar and hype. they like think it's this holy grail of New World cigars, and I'm sorry, it's just not. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the first like third the was certainly better. No sans, doubt. Sans Parai. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Their also, cigars are much better than this. Yeah, I mean, I will. But give they're them also that. over, you know, really grossly hyped. overpriced. Yeah, hyped, I mean, fifty bucks a well. stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, boys, five point eight on the Atabe Brujos Robusto. Thanks to our host, our uh, our clubhouse, our lounge, ten eighty six. Grinder, thanks for uh, grabbing the cigar, and the <laughs> Japanese whiskey, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>